0: Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas. And if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey there, it's uh, Wednesday the
1: 24th. Yeah, welcome back. Super stoked that you're here. Uh, love you. Good job. Yes. Not because you're doing the works either. We love you besides that, but we also love that you're
0: doing this. Ah. We also love that as well. Yes, because God loved Israel before he gave Israel the law. That's right. And we love you guys before we give you the law. (laughs) Yeah. Read your Bibles. A little uncomfortable (laughs) with that analogy, but yes, essentially, yes. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, We are the Lord We do love you, but yeah, yeah, we're we're not. We're not the Lord. We're not. We're not. not. Hey, um, we've encouraged people to be taking in good content. Content that is thought provoking. We try to provide that on this podcast and as I've been preaching, I've been talking about listening to other sermons and, and things and along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, It's good. Let's give our people some guidance because you can pull up YouTube and, and search for, you know, sermons on John chapter five and just hit enter and you're gonna get mm. gobs of results on that. Or yeah. you can go to podcast and search Christian podcasts and you're gonna get all kinds of things on there. So it's true. What are some principles for our people to be discerning in the content that they take in outside of what they're getting from their church?
1: Yeah, I'll start if I can jump in on this and then we can kind of ping pong together here. Yeah, that'd be great. I think you should always start with what your pastors recommend. There's an easy one, but it's one that's often overlooked. I feel like sometimes we, I I give out book recommendations and podcast recommendations and they're vetted, right? I, I rarely will ever, this is hard to say, I guess nothing that we give is unqualified, like this guy, or this book, or this podcast. Everything is is good. Everything we love. And that's, no one would say that. And we would, of course, trust that you understand that. But with that said, when I give out recommendations, it's because I'm like, Oh, this is helpful. This is yeah. good. So I would say, start with, hey, what does your pastor recommend? I, I would start putting that in your feed and listening to that or reading that or whatever else.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, the other principle to think about too, is the principle that's, that's biblical, that a disciple will be like his master when he is fully trained. So that's a good one. when you think about the, the, the content that you're taking in, uh, you, the point there is you're going to be influenced by your teachers. Um, and so if you are listening to someone who happens to be a dynamic speaker and they're easy to listen to and they're fun to listen to and they're charismatic and their personality, but their doctrine and their theology runs uh, a foul of, and not necessarily in a disparate way where you would say this person's not a Christian, but you know what they're, they're, would disagree with your local church on some key doctrinal issues that that's going to be a problem because the more content you take in the you're influenced by the people that you listen to is basically what I'm driving at here. So I think it's wise to be thoughtful about uh, about those that you listen to listen to and if if you're attending a church hopefully you're in agreement with their doctrine and theology on on most of the issues not everything necessarily but yeah. a, a majority of them. So why would we want to be taking in content from people that would contradict the teaching or, or preaching that we get on the weekends? I would say that's probably something not to do.
1: Yeah. And that, that goes along with saying pe- people are really, some people are really interesting to listen to, even if like, they're not of our stripe or of our ilk. Right. Uh, but that, that warning is so helpful because that'll help us avoid a ton of uh, complicating factors. And not to say that there's not a time and a place to do that, but I would agree with you. It's really good not to uh, get too entrenched with some of those positions. Um, on top of that, I guess one thing I would add is I, I find, uh, so, so like Ch- Chalice. Tim Challies is a Christian blogger, a blogger who is Christian, who every year puts out this reading challenge, and he'll give you like, oh, here's a, read book, from, a book from this category. Read a book, for instance. One of those categories is read a book by a Puritan. Uh, read a historical biography. Read a, read a book that's geared to an, the opposite gender. Things like that. I find those mechanisms to be helpful, and I, I try to apply that to my intake of all things. So I try to expand my my, uh, so my, my reading, my, my music listening, I I want a wide swath of inputs because I kind of, I like that for my sake, for the sake of my preaching and my teaching, but uh, I like to vary the input that that would be my
0: subtle recommendation. Although it's probably not the most important. Yep. No, that's good too. Yeah. And then I would say the other thing is as you're listening, if you have questions, if you listen to something and and it kind of causes your head to cock to the side and you go, I I don't know about that. uh, Reach out to your pastors, contact us, say, Hey, I was listening to something recently. This is what I heard. I don't know what to think about that. Can you help me? can you help me think through this process and uh, we'd be happy to do that and uh, so uh, i guess that the moral of the story is be careful and, and don't just think just because it wears the label christian that it's good uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that uh, that is not helpful that does wear that label christian and, and re- remember a lot of times the people labeling these things are worldly editors of these uh, these these composites these uh, these libraries of whatever the sermons or the the uh, the podcast, whatever it is, they, they uh, attach their label, sometimes via AI even. Sometimes it's even a computer that's like, oh, yeah, this is an AI. This is a, a Christian thing because it, it mentions God in it. So right. uh, be careful. Be wise as serpents when you're out there and you're taking things in. We want to be shrewd on that. I agree. And the more Bible you have in your brain, the the better
1: you can discern the good from the bad or the almost good from the really bad. Yes. And those subtleties are really where the damage is done because sometimes they can skate under your radar They have enough Christianese in the titles or in the chapters that, yeah, we kind of talked about this actually in the women's Bible study, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We talked about the, uh, you know, on peace and uh, certain content that is just so unhelpful. Uh, I guess maybe this is a helpful reminder for you and I, Pastor PJ, to really, um, to be helpful by offering you guys resources. Yep. Books that we're liking or podcasts that we're listening to, even music. Dude, one of the cool things that you used to do, you don't do any longer. I don't know why. Are we even friends anymore? You used to send me (laughs) music suggestions like, oh, I'm digging this song. Uh we should do that. We should uh we should try to be a little more vocal for our flock to help encourage them to get into some good content.
0: Yeah, that is true. That's a good reminder. Is, podcast is a great place to do that. It's a great place.
1: Well, so what do you what are you into right now? Give us a, give us something that you like, a podcast, a book, a, a show, anything.
0: Um I'm on I'm on YouTube a lot these days uh when I'm turn it on the tv and the times that i do uh history the history underground is a, a underground. cool youtube channel it's a guy that uh, i believe is a, a, a christian but he tours world war ii sites and things like that oh, in europe funny. and and kind of walks us through and tells the stories behind the battles that took place there that's that's a cool thing that that is uh, edifying because it, it's reminded me of our past and things also uh expedition bible i've mentioned that on yeah. this podcast yeah, yeah, a couple times talked about that a few times. Yep. Yeah, that's a fascinating one where, in fact, we're getting ready to jump into the Exodus, and he has something all about the Pharaoh of the Exodus, which we'll talk about in a handful Ooh. of days when we get there, but um, he's got a video on that. So those are two on YouTube that I've been enjoying a lot. I'm reading, I try to read uh, broadly in uh, yeah. in in ministry, so I've got a book on preaching right now that I'm working through. I try to fun. rotate through some of those. I've got another book on the history of the Nile River at home that I'm working through oh, okay. right
1: now. It's and, not as fun,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, some books on, uh, on just my phone, the, the autopsy of a deceased church or a dying church. I just read that one oh. by Tom Rainer, uh, which is helpful for Gory. whether you're in ministry or not, uh, because it's, it gives a lot of things that we as a church plant want to avoid. We as a church want to avoid. Yeah. Um, and so that one's an easy read. That would be a good one to pick up on Kindle. Cool. Yeah. I've got one recommendation. I didn't uh, ask. Okay. I mean, what
1: are you into? Pastor Rob, <laughs> were <are> you, <laughs> all right, I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm in book mode right now. Yep. So I'm just going to stay with the books. Actually, no, I take it back. I I heard about how good the John Adams series was on HBO. So during the Christmas or New Year's holiday, I forget which one, but you know how the iTunes discounts the market. So I got that. I got the John Adams series and I I watched, I think, the first two episodes and I'm like, this is kind of interesting. So I I went to one of my go-to resources for introductory biographies. And that's Janet and Jeff Benji. I'm not sure if it's Benj or Benji. B-E-N-G-E is their last name. And they have a biography on John Adams called Independence Forever. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed it enough to say I was glad I did it, but I didn't enjoy it enough to say I'm going to go get the thicker book now. Yeah. So I'm happy with Pimer, that. Yeah, Cola. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'll finish I'll finish watching the series on HBO at some point, uh, the HBO series, and then I'll call it done, I think, for now. But enough. I, it, was, it
0: was fascinating. Yeah. I, I was so enthralled. It, yeah. They did such a good job with the book. Yeah. Well, you read a Mickey Mouse book too recently, didn't you? Or something <laughs> by, by Mickey Mouse? <laughs> what? Oh no, The Prince and the Popper. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I did read The Prince and the... I just finished it today. I feel very...
1: I just feel accomplished because that was some tough reading. The, the ancient, the antiquated language does slow you down quite a bit, but I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I That's didn't good. even know that was by Mark Twain until you mentioned that. So I mean, I was just... Shows putting... where I'm at. <laughs> it was a good read. Well, hey, speaking of a good read, let's get into Genesis. Great read. Chapter 35 through 37. Genesis 35, uh, it, it seems like, wait a minute, didn't we already do this? Um, because it's, it, Israel is is renamed Jacob, or Jacob is renamed Israel again here, and, and that already happened um, earlier, but here it seems to be more formalized, and it's it's kind of the covenant renewal uh, language here again. So back in Genesis chapter 28 is the the place where jacob was first renamed israel after the wrestling match with god here that's affirmed again and there's new instructions given to jacob from the lord which let's just talk about that for a second chapter 35 verse 1 god said to jacob we our eyes glaze over words like that because we are so familiar with them but think about that that this is the god of the universe speaking to this man Um, A human being. And and oftentimes appearing to him. Like what a unique experience. We have so many benefits as the church today because we have the fullness of revelation in in the scriptures. Which Peter says is better. Which Peter says is better. But this is cool. But this is cool because we don't have this happening. God's not showing up and talking to you. Nope. You don't have that? Nope. Okay. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I've heard so many pastors say it recently, but, (laughs) but, uh, and it's true.
1: Oh, come on. Here we go.
0: You ready for it? Yes. You know what I'm about to say, don't you? Yeah. Of course I do. If you want to hear the voice of God, read the Bible out loud. Right. Yeah. And that's because that, that is the way that we hear from God today. And it's, it's, it goes back to the concept of, of the dispensations and it goes back to the concept of, of how God inter, interrelates with human beings um we have the the f- full sufficiency of his word contained there's it, it's got everything we need for life and godliness so when we see in genesis chapter 35 god appears to jacob speaks to jacob directly uh, this is this is scripture, and that's why it's recorded as such. And so for you and I, uh, we're not going to wake up one day and say, okay, God, I- I'm ready to hear your voice today, unless we're going to pick up the Bible and read the Bible. That's where we hear from him. But nuance us a little bit, because we would say
1: as New Testament Christians, we, with the spirit of God inside of us, we have God leading and directing us because we have the spirit. And of course, the spirit utilizes his word. So help. I yeah. mean, I got, Granted, he's not speaking to us audibly, right. but in what sense does God provoke, push, prod, And I mean, conviction, we might talk about that. Talk to us about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think all of those things. I think conviction is probably one of the ones that we feel most tangibly. When when we feel convicted over sin, that is one of the ministries of the spirit within us. That is God speaking to us, saying that that this thing that you're doing is not right. Um, even counsel from other believers, the book of Proverbs says there's wisdom in an abundance of counselors. Uh, the, God can speak to us in the sense of, uh, guiding us, directing us, leading us as we go. And we ask other believers in our midst, Hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? And, and if we, it comes back and we've got 10 people who are all telling us, Hey, yeah, yeah, I think you should do this. You know, that's God's grace and mercy in his life, in our lives to reveal maybe perhaps his will in our lives through the voices of other people in our lives. But that's not at the same authority. As saying, "Thus says the Lord," and it's written down in the Word of God in Scripture. So, really, we're talking. So, you you, would, you you use a term right there. God God spoke to me by leading me to this
1: person, right? These guys. So we would we could say that, but what we're talking about is a difference in infallibility right. and a difference a difference in the fact that it's not Scripture. So, yeah. God does speak to
0: New Testament Christians, but right. not in the same way that he did in this case to Jacob. Right. Yeah. God is not showing up to me going, PJ, you need to go to McDonald's this morning to get the sausage English McMuffin. He would never say that they should do that. Uh, he would, <laughs> he would, but he doesn't. Uh, no, he that. That's not the way that God operates with us today. And why? Because we've got everything necessary for salvation contained within the pages of scripture, not just salvation, but sanctification too. And, uh, and so there's no more added revelation that's necessary for us what about promptings like i feel i need to call somebody
1: or i feel like i need to give some i'm gonna drop off groceries to this family things like that that we would say it's not a it's not a thought that i think i originated would you say that is something of the spirit
0: or is that something else we should be wary of yeah it could be and that's why we got to be careful about our language like i I don't think we should go to say someone and say hey god told me that i should come do this for you uh, because, again, I, th- I think we're crossing a line there like that could be the the Chipotle hot sauce that you had last night. That's uh, that's mm. convicting your, your gut there to go do something rather than than God speaking to you. You so could. That's I, a case I, for Pepto-Bismol. Right. Not for right. Exactly. Else, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm comfortable, I guess, with, hey, I, I felt the spirit prompting me to give you a call to just let you know I'm praying for you. But I think we got to be careful about how far we press that. Like if we said, "Hey, I, this," I felt the Spirit prompted me to call you because, you know, I feel like you're in sin right now and you need to repent from some sin, and, and the Spirit was leading me to do that. I think we can overstep really fast on that and blame the Spirit for uh, for things that are. are out of step with what the Spirit does in our lives.
1: Right. Because it comes back to what you're saying. We we could never know infallibly God wants me to do A, B, C, or D. Right. We can have a sanctified intuition, but a a humble man, a righteous man will be very cautious to apply that. Totally.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, back in Genesis chapter 35, verse 12, you get the the reaffirmation of the land and offspring promise that has been such a a key part of the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, We're going to see that Continuing on, this is such a key theme, even in Exodus, as we get into Exodus and the people are multiplying there, the Abrahamic covenant is still in view. So significant here passed on to Jacob formally in this passage. Uh, The rest of chapter 35 uh, just summed it up as death and life. And in verse 18, you have the birth of Benjamin. So this is the last of uh, of the the sons that uh, Jacob has born to him and this is through Rachel and Benjamin's going to play a, a significant role in the coming chapters as uh, as the youngest child in the narrative of Joseph as well. Uh, verse 19 then you get the death of Rachel who dies during the childbirth with Benjamin there and that has a lot to do with I think why Jacob is so hesitant later on in the book to send Benjamin. Uh, verse 22, you get this sin of Reuben who sleeps with his father's concubine, and that's going to come back on him when Jacob gives his final blessings to his children. So just note that. Uh, verses 23 through 26, then you get the, the outlay of the sons of Israel listed there for us. And then in verse verses uh, 28 and 29, then you have the death of Isaac, because um, remember, Isaac is still on the scene at this point as well. So uh, that's chapter 35. Chapter 36, then, is the Edomites. Uh, This is the brother. This is Jacob and Esau. Esau's descendants are known as the Edomites because they come from him. In fact, look at verse 8. So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. So later on in scripture, when you're reading about the Edomites, you're reading about the descendants of Esau, and they are going to be a thorn in the side of Israel, uh, really for their entirety of their existence in the Old Testament chapter 37, then we get into uh, one of the most most well-known characters in the Bible, and that is the character of Joseph. It's a familiar story for us. Uh, he has these dreams. He tells his dad and his brothers, they don't like it because there's perhaps some pridefulness on the heart of uh, part of Joseph there. Uh, you get some favoritism from uh, from Jacob, from Israel there towards Joseph, making him the multicolored coat. Uh, he goes out to find his brothers. His brothers think, this is our chance. We can get rid of him. Uh, Judah kind of intervenes and says, Says, hey, let's not put the guy to death. And, and eventually he's sold into slavery in chapter 37. Um, so uh, chapter 37, a lot of familiar familiar uh, themes and stories from what we have heard a lot growing up. But Pastor Rod, what are some observations that you have maybe from that chapter? Well, I think it's important for all of us to recognize that what we're looking at here is the final section of Genesis.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is it. Chapters 37 all the way through 50. It's going to be about Joseph and his interaction with this family and what transpires from that. So again, as we started out this book, we were starting a wide scale, the creation of everything, the creation of the, uh, the cosmos and, and the people and all the nations. And now we're narrowing down into one family, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and we're spending some time now looking at Joseph in particular. And so we're going to see unfold God's you know, God's plan of redemption by the preserving of one man, one young man, and, and consequently preserving the nation. So this is a really exciting time. This is going to lead us all the way through Exodus and the rest of the Pentateuch, Pentateuch, first five scrolls of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So uh, that's chapter 37 in a nutshell. Now, I want you to pay attention. I'm going to highlight this every time we come across this. But notice how old Joseph is. He's a young 17 years old. Now, for us, we would look at a 17-year-old and say, kid, you're barely able to drive a car, you know, sit in the back, mind your manners. And 17 wasn't a young age. I mean, right. that's, that's he would be considered a man in many respects. Um, now, granted, he's still the favorite of of Israel. So he's going to be protected and treated differently. You'll notice again, how favoritism can unravel and destroy a family in particular for the one favored. Uh, but beyond that, just notice he's 17 years old right now and pay attention to the time markers. Cause we're going to cover a lot of time over a short amount of time. And I don't yeah. want you to miss that.
0: Yeah, that's helpful. That's helpful. And, uh, we'll pick up this story tomorrow after a, a small, uh, stop to to talk about judah and tamar in chapter 38 but uh yeah we'll pick back up with joseph tomorrow so keep reading your bibles and join us then as we continue the daily bible podcast bye Bye. hey thanks for joining us for another episode of the daily bible podcast we hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the word if it has if you would subscribe to this podcast leave a like leave a comment and share it with some friends and family that would be awesome if you need more information about compass bible church here in north texas you can go to CompassNTX.org. Again, that's compassntx.org, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast.